The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you'll be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a beautiful sight to see so many adoring our Lord, just loving him. So I walked out of the confessional, I looked, and you're all there looking at him as he looks at you. And how simple is that? All it takes is a little planning, time on our part, just to come and just be with them. It's not a, a complex reality, and yet there's many aren't, who are not here. There's many reasons we make for not taking the time to do such a thing. Some of us just don't think of it. So I just want to say thanks. Thanks for loving him, because that's what we're called to do. Now when we hear these readings today, it's a, a other beautiful reminder that the Lord, in his love for us, makes certain things extremely accessible. He makes certain things very easy for us to acquire if we choose to seek them out. And one of those is the ability to be forgiven by him, a.k.a. confession. It is so easy to get to, generally. At least at St. Bernard's it is now. Because there's like, how many times a week? One, two, three, four, five. Plus, you can call the rectory and you say, Father, I need to go to confession. And I'll say, okay, where do you want me to meet you? Like, the Lord has made the ability to be forgiven radically accessible. And that's really good and a little problematic. It's really good because... While sin will kill us from the inside and its ability to be given medicine to be healed, it can become problematic only if our mentality is, well, I've committed one sin, you know, I can just commit another one, I'll just go to confession tomorrow. It's not that big of a deal. We start to rationalize poor behavior. We start to rationalize negative things. We start to rationalize vice. We justify our fault. And what the Lord says today is, is really important for us to hear. 
the very beginning of Ezekiel, if the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Again, let's hear that. So if I am a sinful person, which we all are, and I turn away from this and I seek forgiveness, and forgiveness is given to me, I will have a greater, fuller, more complete life, and I won't be trapped in death. That sounds really nice. However, it gets to the bottom. When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. So we can start to, again, try to justify, rationalize, say, well, I mean, I was angry at that person, but it's their fault. But it's my fault I became angry. I could have chosen the virtuous path and forgiven and been righteous. But I allowed my anger to consume me, and therefore I'm dead. And we don't think about this life and death because everyone's still living, breathing, heartbeats working, brains functioning, but our souls actually die. I shared this with someone the other day. When we're in a state of sin, it can cause physical illness in us. Like, our body rejects it so much that, it, that we can actually become physically ill by sin. Do we, do we recognize that? Do we acknowledge that or not? And, and again, the, the, the scripture finishes with this. Is if the wicked, turning from the wickedness he has committed, does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life. Since he has turned away from all the sins that he committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. It's It's guaranteed to us. This is God's word. God's word is inerrant, without error, fully true. But do we believe it? Do we allow it to actually change something in us? Or do we just think, no, yeah, it's just Father out there trying to tell me to be a better person. No, I'm trying to tell us to be holy people. That, That sin and vice makes us unholy. But God has given us so much access to forgiveness, we shouldn't just squander that. We shouldn't just let it be like this meh kind of thing. Like this is major reality. This is eternal reality kind of stuff. Think about this. How often do we praise a person who has overcome an addiction? I praise a person who, let's say, they struggled with alcoholism for years, and now they're sober for, for decades. And we're like, that's amazing. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. And how often do we condemn that person for one little failure? How often do we condemn ourselves for one failure? It, it's important to recognize that verse we did in the Gospel Acclamation. Jesus, again, tells us often in scripture, I love you, I'm here for you, I give mercy to you. He he does that often. It's very, very frequent. But in this gospel acclamation, God gives us a very blatant command. It's still from Ezekiel. It's just like two verses later from the reading. He says, cast away from you all the crimes you have committed, says the Lord. 
and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. He's commanding us, avoid the sin. Convert. Repent. Seek holiness. So then in this gospel, which we just heard recently, which continues from that Sermon on the Mount, part of the antithesis, you've heard it said, I I say to you, forgiveness is one of the most vital, basic realities of humanity and faith. In the sense that we must seek to offer and receive forgiveness. When we fail to forgive, when we hold on to bitterness, we hold on to hate and anger and frustration, that turns into sin which kills us from the inside. It affects relationships. It distances us from others and from the Lord. And I, I, I think of this in a, a humorous way. So if, if you get the joke, laugh with me. If not, just stare blankly as you're currently doing. When Jesus says to them, on your way to court, settle the affair, it means Jesus didn't want to get lawyers involved either. And if anyone's a lawyer, thank you for your service. But it's the reality. Like You think about that. Lawyers can muddle things up. Again, another conversation with someone just about like family custody battles. It can get so ugly so fast. But when you settle that outside of court, there's, there's a certain sense of beauty. There's a certain sense that things have been kept. They've been retained in a certain way. But once we get lawyers and courts and judges involved, it goes usually pretty ugly. I think Jesus knew what he was saying here. Reconcile on your way. Seek healing at the lowest common denominator if there's a person you're upset with go talk to them fix it ask for healing from the lord and in the sacrament of confession to receive the grace to go and do the thing that needs to be done but let us no longer allow ourselves to sit and wallow and lay in an unforgiveness a, a sinful bitterness it's not going to help us. It's just going to kill us. And forgiveness is not easy. And yet, again, the Lord makes it radically accessible. And sometimes we have to forgive daily, hourly, minute by minute. The gift of endurance is directly connected to forgiveness because we can never tire of offering or receiving mercy. May we in our Lenten journey choose to turn away from sin as we enter deeper into the mysteries of Lent and and penance to recognize the Lord has beautiful healing for us if we choose it. Because that's the final point in all of this. Oh, Jesus makes it radically accessible. God affirms us over and over again that it's good to be healed and forgiven. He'll never force us to go and, and, and seek it. 
you know, it's the adage, like, you can lead the horse to water, you can't make the horse drink water. I could be in the confessional every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I can't make you go in the confessional. At some point, we have to make a choice to say, I don't want this crap. I'm broken. I'm, I'm a failure. I, I, I commit these sins, but I'm still a son or daughter of God. I'm still loved. I'm still made in his image. I'm still desired. And I choose to seek forgiveness to be forgiven, and to offer forgiveness for others.